Welcome back to another episode of Podcast Me Anything. Joining us today is Brendan Mulligan. He is the creator of PodPage out of the Bay Area. The website for that is podpage.com. We will have a link in the show notes, including a referral link, so you can let them know that we sent you. PodPage is similar to a service we talked about recently that basically allows you to create an instant podcast website that is easy to maintain, easy to create, and gives you that presence on the web without having to have a technical degree in coding or anything else like that. So, Brendan, thank you so much for joining us here on Podcast Me Anything. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Take us back just a little bit. What made you want to start this particular piece of software, this program? How did you get involved in the space? So I've been building tools for creators for the last 10 years. I started the music industry and built a bunch of software for musicians who were trying to figure out how to approach the digital world. Some of them were around data management. And then eventually it led to building a website platform for musicians called OneSheet. That was about seven years ago. The premise was very similar. It was that most musicians connected with their fans through a platform, whether it was Facebook or Twitter or MySpace or whatever. And they had no real connection of their own because it was just easier to use these platforms as their web presence. They wanted a website, but it was too hard to create. So I built this thing that essentially allowed them to build a website that would stay up to date from all of their activity online, give them a .com and give them a presence in the Google search results page. A couple of years later, I did the same thing for app developers. Typically, app developers only market themselves on the app store. And so this gave gave them a place to be able to frame their marketing message how they wanted as opposed to how Apple wanted. Sometime last year, I just started noticing a very similar trend in podcasting where most podcasters, it seemed, connected with their listeners through one of these players. It was always driving people to the players to download the app or to rate the app. And I'd search for people on Google and the top links were players. And I just think it's a very, very important thing for any creator to have a direct relationship with your listeners, with your fans, with your users or what have you. So I just started seeing some of the same patterns I'd seen before. I mean, I'm a big podcast fan. I thought it'd be a big, fun community to build for. So you're a big podcast fan, but you don't have a podcast yourself yet. I do not. I've experimented a little with sort of a how-to podcast around PodPage, but I haven't. Nothing is necessarily in production yet. How did you know, essentially, what features to build into this? I'm curious. And we'll talk about some of those features. But I'm just curious where your knowledge came from or where your journey to create this platform started. I started with two fundamental principles that I use for other tools for creators that aren't podcast specific. And that is, if you're going to build something, it should be incredibly easy to set up and use. And then for things like a website, it should basically maintain itself and not need a lot of care and attention. Because ultimately, the goal of any tool for a creator is to spend as little amount of time in the tool and the most amount of time creating whatever it is they're making, their artwork, their music, or their podcast. Starting with that fundamental really shapes a lot of those core product decisions, which is, okay, well, what what does podcasting have that's unique? It has a feed. You don't have to go and collect this content from a bunch of different sources. It's all in one core feed. Okay, well, if we have a feed that stays up to date, well, that means we can automatically generate a lot of components for a website, and then we can automatically generate a page for every single episode. And we can generate that page as soon as the episode comes out without the podcaster having to do anything. It's sort of like, it was interesting enough to start playing around with. And so then I I built a couple demo sites for some friends that had podcasts, showed it to them. And then I kind of, I did two things. I took their feedback. And then I also did a ton of research into any piece of advice given out to podcasters about building a website. And I just started to notice patterns. I mean, there's the obvious stuff like your page should be search engine optimized 
100%. It should be look great on mobile. And that stuff isn't really new or have anything to do with podcasting. That's just if you're going to build a website these days. But then there are specific things like I started seeing on Twitter or when people were telling people to go to links actually on their podcast, there was unique things like they'd say, hey, go to mydomain.com slash 406 because it was the 406th episode instead of a big long URL. And so I started to say, oh, okay, well, in addition to human readable URLs that Google will, will be able to index, we'll also do a redirect for every single episode. So you can always give out whatever the episode number is and it'll send someone to the right page. Which is such a clever feature, by the way. There's a bunch of core things you have to do when you build a website platform for anyone. And then you have to figure out what is specific about these users. It's one of the reasons that setting up a website on PodPage versus Squarespace or something, Squarespace has a ton more design templates and just there's a lot of stuff that Squarespace does, but it's all generic. You know, it's for the podcaster or the flower shop owner. When you go to PodPage, there's stuff that's very, very specific to podcasting. So... If you're going to build a website platform for a specific market, you really have to dig into the market and figure out why something should exist just for that market. So, I mean, there are a ton of features that are built into the PodPage platform. I was going to ask you about the redirect links, but you already brought that one up again. I think that's brilliant. So many can just say episode number plus have the benefit of a SEO friendly URL page. So mm -hmm. I think that's great. A couple of the other ones that I thought were really, really clever that I wanted to ask you about. One was knowing to include those smart banners from Apple. Where did that come from? That actually came up when we were building the website platform for app developers four or five years ago. A lot of people kind of know they exist and it's, they're not really that hard to integrate. It's just, you just have to know to do it. Ultimately, a website should really, when someone gets to your website, they should be able to listen to your content as quickly as possible. There's a media player, obviously, on every page. But if someone does, you know, if they do all of their consumption in Apple Podcasts, you shouldn't make the user, if they're on an iOS device, you should make them hunt for the Apple Podcast button, you know, so it can just be displayed right at the top. All right. So you give us the Apple Podcast buttons, uh, the banner. You also give us subscribe buttons to the top platforms right there. And you can, you know, pick and choose which one you're, you're going to put in there. You also, which I thought was really clever, you show reviews and you give easy links for ratings. Where did you come up with that one? You know, I think that it's hard to listen to a podcast these days without at some point the podcaster saying, hey, please go to Apple Reviews, Apple Podcasts, and search for my podcast and then leave a review. I mean, so podcasters clearly care about the reviews. It seemed natural to say, well, if people are going to go do that, you want those reviews to show up on your homepage. I think that podcasters should think about sort of their podcast like a software design team thinks about a product. Usually when you go to like a, a website for any product, it'll show testimonials. It'll show other people saying good things about the product. For a podcast website to not include testimonials from users that, and for their listeners, it seems kind of crazy. I mean, especially when they're there and they're public. Pulling them in from Apple, we'll pull them in from other places, but currently pulling them from Apple seems like a no-brainer. And then, again, a lot of people say, hey, go to my, go to Apple Podcasts, search for my show, leave a review. We just make it a little bit easier. So you can just say, go to mydomain.com slash rate, and it'll automatically send the user to Apple Podcasts if they're on an iOS device. If they're not we're going to add a bunch of options for other places they can rate, like Podchaser, et cetera. Very, very cool. So what are some of the other features that are either coming down the pipeline or that are recently introduced that you want to highlight for folks who are thinking about making the switch from maybe a WordPress site, Squarespace site, Wix site, whatever, to simplifying with a PodPage site? I think the, the core thing, especially when you're thinking about sort of a PodPage versus a WordPress is with WordPress, even though, you know, I think you can use technically use WordPress for free, you end up still having to pay for a lot of other stuff around your WordPress site. So you have to pay for hosting, you have to pay for premium plugins, you have to figure out how to configure it all, maybe you have to pay for a theme. 
I think the biggest advantage is for someone who doesn't really, really want to customize their site entirely, like someone who doesn't need control of every pixel, it's a really good alternative just because you don't need to do a bunch of other stuff. You don't need to install anything. You don't need to manage anything. You don't have to think about hosting. You just turn it on. And then generally, you can set up a page within 10 minutes, and it's probably better than most of the things that you could do on WordPress. So that automation, the fact that it stays up to date and so easy, easy to create, really is the main reason I think someone should think about giving it a try. Beyond that, I think that the, like, the features that I've tried to focus on are things, we've talked about a few of them, where it's like, if you're doing most of the marketing for your website on a podcast, you want your website to be everything on it to be easily referenceable over voice so people don't have to quickly write down some long, complicated URL. We have the quick episode redirects, obviously, for slash 403 takes you to episode 403. You can change whatever the actual URL for your website is. Let's say you wanted on your website, this episode to be yourdomain.com slash pod page interview, you could know in advance that that's what you wanted it to say. So in this episode, you could say, hey, you know, please go check out the show notes, mydomain.com slash pod page interview. And then you can you have control over whatever those URLs are. So it makes it easier for you to tell your listeners where to go. In addition, a lot of people have sponsors for their site. I mean, for their podcast. Say you're sponsored by Audio-Technica and you want to talk about the microphone that you're being sponsored by or whatever. You can set up a sponsor redirect where you can go, hey, go to mydomain.com slash mic, and it'll take you to whatever the thing you're you're reading about or re- your, the, the ad you're reading. And it just makes it easier for your listener to actually follow links, even though you're talking about them on, through audio. Those are some of the core things. Like any website, it's got ways to make custom pages. So if you want to make a, a page for your gear or a page about, a, let's say you're an author and you wrote a book, you can make a page for your book. It has a pages for donation links. So if you like to monetize your audience by asking them to donate money, you can set up pages for that. It's got all the standard stuff like contact pages and about pages. Those are, you know, that's some of the basic stuff. I think the other unique thing, and it kind of goes back to what I talked about around thinking about your listeners as your users is when you design software, you typically will build a new user experience. So someone who's not familiar with the software knows how to use it. And I think podcasters should be thinking the same thing. Like the first time someone goes to your website to learn about your podcast, if you've done 200 episodes, what's the first episode they should listen to? Because it might not be the most recent, but most people just have the most recent at the top. So we have a new listener section that says, oh, if you're new to this podcast, here's some of the episodes that you might enjoy. And a lot of podcasters just look at their history and say, what are the, one, what are the most downloaded episodes? And let's make sure those are the top ones because those are the ones people seem to really connect with. Stuff like that. It is a very well thought out platform. It has a ton of intriguing features. Like you said, beyond just being able to display your podcast, but really turn this into a full-fledged website, add as many pages as you want, have a blog on top of the podcast as well, include all the normal features and social and subscribe and sharing and the players. And it does so all fairly, fairly easily. So if having a podcast is a big piece of what you're doing right now and the website you're either struggling with or it's cumbersome or you just don't have time for that, even if you were have a good site, but you have to upload it to your hosting site, then copy all that information, then upload it to your WordPress site, then, you know, share the links and blah, blah, blah. Like this just streamlines the whole process for you in in one easy step. I would certainly encourage folks to check out this platform and take a look. And I know you have some exciting stuff as well to help folks with marketing their podcast too. 
the simplest thing is an email collector, which seems very basic, but a lot of people just aren't doing it. When you go to Apple, that your listener has no way of actually giving you their information and you have no way of reaching out to them and talking to them about anything that you're doing. And so every pod page has, you can turn it off, but by default, there's an area for a user to put in their email address. You can have it prompt them. So if you've ever been to a page and like 10 seconds after you've been on the page, it pops up and says, hey, don't forget to subscribe. You can do that. And I think there's a lot of stuff that we want to build around that. Uh, I actually just sent out an email to our user base asking for some feedback on some new features. And one of them was sort of an episode alert, being able to just have an email go out to all your users every time you release an episode. And again, like they might get a notification from Apple or they might not. You have no control over that. So if you can actually start controlling your communication with your audience, it it helps a lot. We just started prototyping this artwork generator, which is just kind of a fun little project. I'm still collecting a lot of feedback on it. A lot of hosts will let you upload a specific image per episode. And so it just makes it really easy. You sort of set up a template of what your general episode artwork should look like. And then for every episode, you can design the artwork for that specific episode. That's still very experimental and prototypey, but it's a fun one. Yeah. I have been slowly creating a podcast, me anything pod page. It hasn't gone live yet, but I think we're going to try and have it live in time for this one to drop. And so folks will be able to check it out. If nothing else, you'll see a link for pod pages in the description. So you can sign up. Literally, you put your RSS feed in there and it starts to spit out a web page for you. You have to choose a custom, you know, a couple of themes, make a couple of choices here and there, but like that's it. There's no copying and pasting. You don't have to rewrite everything. It just it grabs your content. Yeah, and to be clear, if you wanted to see what your website could look like, you don't even need to sign up for an account. You just come over and you enter your information and it uh it'll show you a website. So if you're curious, you don't necessarily have to go through and set up a username and password and all that stuff. You can you can preview it without actually having to sign up. Even easier than that, folks. So I can't imagine why you wouldn't even want to give it a shot. Uh, we've been chatting with Brandon Mulligan. He is the creator of Pod Pages. You can find them at podpage.com. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us today. Yeah, totally. Thank you for having me.